to our worship service, a little bit different this morning as we're coming to you via live stream, and so we thank you for joining us here at Mountain View Baptist Church for our morning worship service. It's an exciting day uh, to, to come to you and to be able to worship with you all over, wherever you're at, at your home, wherever. I want to read you a, a psalm as we begin our worship service, just a great psalm of David from Psalm 27, and it just simply says this, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be? Whom, of whom should I be afraid? And so we have nothing to fear in this world today. Our God is sovereign and he's in control of everything that's going on in the midst of our world and in our country. And so let's sing this morning, Whom Shall I Fear? God of angel armies, you know this. Sing from your home, sing from your heart as we begin to worship this morning. You hear me when I call, you are my morning song. Though darkness fills the night, it cannot hide the light. Whom shall I fear? You crush the enemy underneath my feet. You are my sword and shield. Troubles linger still. Whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever. He is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. Amen. My strength is in your name, for you alone can say, you will deliver me. Yours is the victory. Whom shall I Me. I know who stands behind the God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. Nothing formed against me shall stand. You hold the whole world in your hand. I hold it on to your promises. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. Before me, I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The God of angel armies is always by my side. Amen. Amen. He is this morning.
Well, thank you so much. I thank our praise team for coming this morning and sharing with us, and we want to welcome all of you. I know most of you perhaps are viewing from Facebook or either YouTube, and so we welcome you to our service this morning from Mountain View Baptist Church. I pray that uh, you've had time to go and, and get your Bible. We're going to be sharing the Word of God with you. And I pray that you'll be worshiping there in your living room or den or wherever as we continue our time of worship. This is kind of different for us not to be able to, to worship with the community of faith here at, with our faith family. But we've had to make adjustments before. I remember probably about nine years ago, um, I guess, yeah, nine years ago, we had a tornado that hit our little town, and we worshipped uh, uh, on the parking lot the first Sunday after that tornado. And then after that week, we worshipped in a tent that was set up by our State Board of Missions. And then after that week, we were uh, at the Bevel Center at a community college in our town, and we worshipped there. Well, it took about 14 weeks, and we moved back on site. Then we worshiped in some double-wide mobile homes. And so now we're worshiping back on site here, but it's a little different. Our, the body of Christ is in their homes, and, and that's good. We want everyone to be safe, and we want to follow instructions from uh, our local officials and our, and our government as they are looking out for our safety, and we're told and. Romans chapter 13, that God has appointed government. He's ordained government, not for our harm, but for our safety. And so we want to uh, do what we can to help our people to be safe and to feel safe. And so we know this is going to be over after a while. We serve a big God, and I'm excited in what God is doing and what he's going to do uh, in the coming weeks. But thank you for tuning in to our our service this morning. Let's have a word of prayer. and We'll continue to worship. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to, to worship you. Thank you for the health that we have to, to worship. I thank you for everyone that's listening this morning. Uh, Lord, as they are listening through YouTube or Facebook Live, Father, I thank you for an opportunity to share your word with so many people. And I pray, Lord, that today as your word goes out, I know it will not return void and it's going to accomplish its purpose. So we're excited today about sharing your word. So we pray now that you'll be honored and glorified during our worship time. Be with our faith family, Lord, as they worship at home and others, Lord, who have uh, tuned in to worship with us. Thank you for what you're going to do. Uh, in this time of worship, and we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Sing with us as we sing, How Great Thou Art this morning. through 
for a word of prayer as we remember those uh, on our prayer list and then many others who are needing prayer this morning. And so as we pray, I'd like for, uh, uh, for you to remember those who have lost loved ones. And so I know that you're perhaps acquainted with someone who's lost a loved one recently. Uh, so we need to remember those who all of a sudden death has come into the home uh, of a loved one or maybe a friend. And so we need to remember them as they begin to make some adjustments in their lives. Also remember those that are in uh, the nursing homes, the assisted living. There's so many that uh, are in nursing homes, and I know this is a troubling time for them. Perhaps a family cannot be close. And so we want them to know that we're praying for them. And so those from our church family, I hope they'll know that their names are before us and we're we're praying for them. Those who are homebound, some because of age, because of uh, sickness, their health, uh, they really cannot uh, uh, worship with God's people like they have in the past, and so we're praying that uh, this is a ministry to them. I'd like for you to remember those who are recovering from surgery. We've had several from our church that's had surgery. Maybe you've had surgery, and we'd like to pray for you that you'll recover well and that uh, God will reach down and touch your body and bring about the healing that you need in your life. We want to remember our missionaries. We have uh, Southern Baptist. We have over 4,000 uh, international missionaries uh, and also uh, 4,000 uh, North American missionaries, and so we want to remember them in prayer. Uh, our international missionaries are are overseas, and so we need to remember them and ask God to take care of them wherever they might be, as well as those here in North America. We also want to pray for our local missionaries here in our state, our association missionaries, and ours being Brother Larry Dover and his wife Janice, and they serve as association missionary, so they're here to assist our church, and so we want to remember them in prayer. And so we want to pray for you. If you're not feeling well, we pray that uh, you'll be feeling well soon. And so we want to pray at this time. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to just lift up people in prayer. And Lord, I pray for those who need a, a, a touch upon their bodies because of a physical illness. I lift them up to you in prayer. And then for those who have lost a loved one or friend, to death, I, I pray for them. Lord, help us to remember that you're the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our problems, our troubles. Lord, for the reason, for the purpose where we can also comfort other people. And so help us, we pray, to reach out and minister and comfort those who are hurting. Lord, those that we come in contact with. We pray, Lord, for those that 
uh, have become ill because of this virus. We pray, Lord, that you'll bring their, their strength back to them. And, Lord, that they can once again function in, in a normal way. Thank you for what you're going to do, Father. You're the great physician. You're Rapha. You're the God that heals us. And help us to remember that. Forgive me when I fail you, and I'll make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's continue our singing this morning with How Faith in God. have been affected or been affected now by the coronavirus. We want to pray for them. We want to pray for our national leaders and our state leaders. And uh, last week we observed the day of prayer uh, to pray for the coronavirus and ask God to remove this uh, off of his world. And so we want to pray again at this time. But Father, thank you for our time that we can just humble our heart and pray. Thank you for the power that's in prayer. And so, Father, as we pray at this time, we're, we're not forcing our prayer to let you know something that you don't already know. Father, we're praying because we recognize, Lord, that you're sovereign God and you can do anything and everything. And so at this time, Father, I pray that you would reach down and remove this virus from this world. This is your world. And we know, Lord, that you tell us in your word that uh, you give life. The evil one brings death. You tell us that uh, in this world we're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer, you've overcome the world. And so our faith and trust is in you. But so many people are suffering and hurting. So many people are afraid. But so, Father, I pray at this time that you would have mercy on us, grace and reach down and remove this virus father you have no reason to do that lord but out of your mercy and grace Uh, oftentimes as a nation we've turned our back on you oftentimes as a, a 
a faith family, we've turned our back on you. Oftentimes, individually, we have. And so, Father, I pray that uh, we'll claim your promise when you tell us in Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear their prayer. I'll hear from heaven. I'll hear their prayer. I'll forgive their sins, and I'll restore their land. Help us, Father, to examine our hearts as believers, to repent and turn to you. And again, humbly ask you to remove this virus. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're glad that you're with us this morning. Um, we're in some uncertain times, but we serve a certain God with a perfect plan for this world. And we have 10,000 reasons this morning to be thankful for so many things, even though um, the world is upside down right now. But we need to keep perspective that no matter what goes on in this life, it's a vapor, and we have eternity ahead of us and so um i pray this morning that you know jesus as your savior um and and when this life is over we can spend the rest of our life with him eternity with him in heaven so this morning we're going to sing ten thousand reasons so let's remember all the reasons we have to thank to be thankful and who we are serving this morning Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship Your holy name. It's a new day dawning. It's time to sing a song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when they
This time we're in these days, um, God gives us an anchor, and he holds us in place, and I hope this song blesses your heart. I have journeyed through the
the sails are torn. I have fallen on my knees as I face those goodness thank you brother terry thank brother terry and thank our praise team for being here this morning and sharing with us and our pianist miss rachel and our sound crew video crew and thank them for being here if you brought your bibles those of you here and those of you at home if you have your bibles turn to psalm 103 psalm 103 going to look at uh, well, we'll look at several passages this morning, and I want to share with you a sermon that I've entitled, The Sovereign God, The Sovereign God. We're going to look at Psalm, Psalm 103, and we'll look at verse 19, and like I said, I'll be sharing other verses with you. I had worked on a sermon uh, during the week, and I guess it was uh, yesterday. The Lord said, no, that's not what I want. He said, uh, it's hard to um, think about having faith when you really don't know who you're putting your faith in. And we want to see who our faith is in. That makes a lot of difference when we have faith. And so uh, it's what our faith is in. So if you would, Psalm 103, verse 19. God's Word says, The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. Now let's look at that again. The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom, His kingdom, rules over all. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come and worship you. And we've gathered in homes across this land, across the world, Father, to worship. I thank you for each person who is tuned in this morning. And help us, we pray, to, to listen to your word. Allow your Holy Spirit to be our teacher and our guide. Give me the words to say, the right spirit to say them in. And then, Father, during an invitation time people would realize that their faith to survive all things, to have eternal life and then survive all things, is the faith that they have in Jesus Christ, in God Almighty. Speak to our hearts, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, for several days, the general public has been given information on what we should be doing to prevent contact in the coronavirus. We've received information on what we should do if we become infected with the virus. We get directions from our national leaders, from our state leaders. We get directions from the World Health Organization, the WHO. And then we get directions from the Center of Disease Control, CDC, we get directions from our state government, I mentioned also our state health department. We get so much information and direction that all of it seems good, all of it seems appropriate, all of it seems valuable, but you can't help from wondering from time to time, who's in control here? Who's in control? Now, that is a reasonable question. 
It's also a valuable question. Because it seems like it's reasonable because we're living in a world that's out of control. Because man is out of control. For those of us who are believers and follow Jesus Christ and believe in the one true God, Jehovah God, we know who's in control. So the question is, I guess, is who is in control? It has a very simple answer. God is in control. Now, the theological term that we use to talk about God being in control uh, is sovereignty. Sovereignty. That term means that God is subject to no one. That God is influenced by no one. It means that God does what he pleases when he pleases, and no one can hinder him, no one can compel him, no one can stop him. So the point is, God is sovereign and in control of the universe that he created. So God's sovereign means he is the highest authority in the universe. He does what he wills in heaven he does what he wills on earth. The Bible says he's the governor over all nations. He's the king of kings. He's the true Lord over the wannabe lords or the would-be lords. He's the sovereign ruler of the universe. He's the great I am. He's the one who was, the one who is, and who will forever be. He is God Almighty, sovereign God. And so the Bible, the book perhaps you're reading out of, Bible, the Holy Scriptures I read out of, the inspired, the inerrant, the infallible Word of God says that God is ruler over all things. Now, I found several passages that declare that. You may want to jot these down. First of all, Psalm 22, verse 28 says, For the kingdom is the Lord's, and He rules over the nations. Now think about God being in all control. Psalm 33, 11, The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of His heart to all generations. Psalm 50, verse 11 and 12. I know all the birds of the mountains, the wild beasts of the field are mine, and all of its fullness. Psalm 91, verse 1. The Lord reigns, let the people tremble. Psalm 103, verse 19. The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. Psalm 115, verse 3, But our God is in heaven, and He does whatever He pleases. Have you ever noticed that we hear very little preaching about the sin or the sins of mankind? We hear more preaching about man's giftedness, more preaching about man's goodness, more preaching about man's potential, more preaching about his creativity or his capability or his uniqueness in resolve. We're here preaching about all those subjects. But I've also noticed that we don't hear many sermons about God's sovereignty. I got to thinking about that. Because preachers in the past have thought that sin and God's sovereignty kind of went together with the gospel. Because God is, you know, they related both sin and the sovereignty of God. They related both of those, you know, with the gospel. Because God is in charge of this world, and all mankind one day must give an account to Him. And so, preachers preach on love, and that's good. Preach on grace, that's great. Preach on mercy those qualities of God, characteristics of God. 
And when they do, when we do, people applaud that. But when we preach on God's sovereignty, then mankind recalls at that. The point is, man does not like to hear that God is in charge. I've heard politicians say, and I've heard the general public say recently, I'm tired of your prayers and your well wishes. I'm tired of you praying for my loss. Really. We want something done, they say. I like what Dr. David Jeremiah said. He said, today more than any time in history is the day of almighty man. You see, this is a day of humanism. People want to do what they want to do. They want to do what's right in their own eyes. Jeremiah also said this, David Jeremiah said this, he said, Today, little gods are trying to usurp authority from the true God. Example. We murder the unborn. The... uh, Abolishing of biblical marriage, the family, removing references of God from public classrooms, the normalization of sodomy and sexual perversion. God says one thing, man law says another thing. God says this is how it must be. Man says we prefer a different way. We don't really want God to rule over us. But God created the universe, and He's in full control of it. And before you ever get a grip on your fear, you first have to understand that God is in control of everything, including the coronavirus. Before you can ever get a grip on your fear, and before you can live by faith, you have to understand the sovereignty of God. You see, in our most severe trouble, personally and as a nation, God's in control. The times of affliction that we go through, personally, as a nation, God's in control. You cannot be afraid and you cannot be fearful and trust in a sovereign God at the same time. You're either going to be fearful or you're going to be trusting God. Because fear is the opposite of all that Christianity is supposed to be. Paul said it this way in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. He says, for God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Now pause there. And if God hasn't given it to us, who's given it to us? Well, the evil one, the devil. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. God's Word says that we're to walk by faith. It doesn't say we need to walk by fear, but as His people, we need to walk by faith. So as a believer today, how can I respond to a sovereign God? God's supreme. He controls everything. He's in control of everything. He's in charge of everything. So how can I respond to a sovereign God? If you're taking notes, this is your outline. Number one, we need to reverence Him. First way I can respond to a sovereign God is to reverence Him. What would we do if all of a sudden, on any given worship Sunday... Even today, if the President of the United States would walk in this building, and before he came in, someone would hand me a note and say, President Trump is outside in the foyer and wants to come in and just worship. What would we say? What would we do? Well, regardless of your political views, I would hope that you would stand to your feet And welcome him with due respect. 
Because Romans 13, 1 says that our leader, he is, after all, the highest authority in our land. So the point is this, if we give the President of the United States, who's, the, who's fail and who's frail and has failed and in different ways in his, time, uh, his lifetime, is a sinful human being, if we give him respect, how much should we give God respect? How much reverence should we give the supreme God of the universe, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Proverbs 1-7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now, the word fear there is different from what a lot of people are going through now. That's the sermon perhaps for next week. But the fear used here, the fear of the Lord in Proverbs 1-7, means the reverence of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Also, uh, the beginning of knowledge. I remember years ago, and I remember in reading the Bible, there was a term, there's a term used that is uh, God-fearing. We, we don't hear the term a God-fearing man much anymore, or a God-fearing woman much anymore. Do you think there's a direct correlation between our way that the waywardness of the world has turned to having forgotten the necessity of fearing and showing reverence and respect and honor and standing in awe of Almighty God? You think there's a correlation in how our society has turned and how we have shown disrespect to God? So how do I respond to a sovereign God? The only one who has control of all things. I respond first with reverence to Him. Jot this down. I respond to Him in obedience. You remember when Moses and Aaron walked uh, into Pharaoh's court and they demanded Pharaoh to release the Hebrew slaves? Pharaoh said this in Exodus 5, verse 2, Who is the Lord that I should obey His voice and let Israel go? The point is, he didn't know who the Lord God was. And we shouldn't think it strange when people who don't know the Lord are disobedient to the Lord. But what is strange is those that profess Christ and to know the Lord are disobedient to the Lord. There's so many today have confessed that God is the God of the Bible, but yet they don't obey the Lord. They believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and they believe that God is sovereign of the universe. They're engaged in reading His Word. They're engaged in having prayer time and devotional time to find out what the divine will for their life is to be. Well, then why in the world would you refuse to be obedient to God? The sovereign God of the universe says, I want you to do this, and I want you to do this, and I want you to do this to the believer. So the point is this, are you being obedient to God in regards to His will for your life? So how do you respond to a sovereign God? You reverence Him, I will reverence Him, I will respond to Him in obedience, and I'm going to close with this, I will worship Him. The last dream that King David had for Israel was that he would be allowed to build a temple for God in Jerusalem. And God came to him and told him that he, he'd been a man of war and the house of God was going to be a house of peace. That he would not be able to build his house. And then God then prepared David's son, Solomon, to build that temple. However, David took on the task of being the chief fundraiser for that temple. He gave and he encouraged the people to give in 1 Chronicles 
29, verse 1 through 19. And David prayed a powerful prayer in 1 Chronicles 29, 10 through 19, in which he worshiped the Lord for providing the funds of that temple. And in that prayer, he recognized all things given by the people came first from the hand of a sovereign God in whom all things ultimately belong. So I guess the big question is this. We started with it. Let me ask it again. Who's in charge? Our government? Our national government? Our state government? No, a sovereign God. You remember years ago, when we were children perhaps, we may have taught our children a little song that has the words like, He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got little bitty babies in his hands. He's got mamas and daddies in his hands. He's got you and me, sister, in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. And so let me encourage you, don't worry Who's in charge? Jehovah God. So as a Christian, we respond to a sovereign God by showing Him reverence, by obeying Him, and by worshiping Him. You know, I asked our church family this week, I believe it was around Tuesday night, if they would gather with Judah and I and Spirit in their living room or den or wherever, kitchen, around the kitchen table, and worship with us as we read the scripture, and as we uh, listened to singing, and as we uh, prayed. And I picture that in my mind of so many people doing that. Let me encourage you to do that. You worship him. And now's a good time to do that during this crisis. We're going to have an invitation this morning. And there are many who have turned, or have turned and and they've decided, hey, you know, things are not going well. And, and um, I think something needs to happen in my life, perhaps. And so they've tuned in. You've tuned into this program. And you're looking for answers and you're looking for hope. You're looking relief for relief from fear. But let me just share this with you. There's no hope and there's no relief from fear apart from Jehovah God, who's in control of all things. It's been said that we're at war with a virus. But many are at war not only with a virus, but they're at war with God. Because you need peace with God. Romans 5 verse 1 says it this way. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so today, would you be willing to make peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ? In the midst of all this confusion, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a plague, where there's so much uncertainty, would you be willing to believe the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? The word gospel means the good news. Believe in your heart that you're a sinner by nature, by choice. Scripture says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Believe in your heart that there's a heaven, there's a hell. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. But Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life, those that trust in him. You know, the Lord loves you so much that he sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Would you believe in your heart this morning that Christ died on the cross for your sins and that he was buried? Would you believe that in three days God raised Jesus from the dead and then he ascended into heaven and we're waiting for his return? So today, by faith, would you just step, stop, 
turn around and ask Jesus, Lord, I ask you today, I know that I'm a sinner. Would you please forgive me? Would you please come into my life and save me? And I'll tell you, Romans 10, 13 just simply says that uh, for all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want you to bow your heads with me wherever you are, and we're going to have a prayer. And our praise team will come and lead us in a uh, hymn of invitation. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come and worship you this morning. It's kind of unusual uh, to do this, but at the same time, Lord, I know you've blessed it. And I know you're speaking to someone this morning who's tuned into this program who's, who has a desire to give their heart and their life to you. And so, Father, I pray this morning they would call out to you. If God's spoken to your heart this morning, would you be willing just to pray? You know, a, a prayer, just a prayer won't save you, but you'll never be saved without praying. You've got to call on the Lord. That's praying. So this morning, would you pray a prayer from your heart, acknowledging the gospel, acknowledging Jesus Christ? Pray something like, Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that Jesus Christ came and he died on the cross for my sins. And I know he was buried. And I know he was raised the third day. I know he ascended into heaven. And I know one day he's coming back. But Lord, today I want to claim your promise that if I stop and, and turn to you and ask you to forgive me and come into my life and save me, you will. And I want to do that today. Would you please forgive me of my sins? Come into my life and save me. And I want to give my life to you. Thank you for what you've done for me. As I've made a choice today to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. You pray that prayer, something similar. Let it be from you this morning. And uh, as the praise team sings, let God speak to your heart. And I'll be praying for you as they sing. Just as I am without one thing, but that Just as I am
that was your decision i hope that's your request of god today that you are coming to him just like you are today you know um i'd like to just share that i, I appreciate you tuning in to our to our program this morning and let me just make a couple of announcements for the benefit of our church family of course remember that uh, uh all services have been canceled through uh, April the 1st, and then I will reevaluate everything and see how, uh, how things are going and how God's working. And so we'll, uh, we'll get uh, new information on service changes, but uh, just wait to hear from us, and we'll be glad to, uh, to let you know when things are going to be a little different. In regards to worship uh, through your tithes and offerings, let me just encourage you to, to mail your check to... Uh, to Mountain View Baptist Church, 2110 Highway 81, Phil Campbell, Alabama. You see it on the screen there. Or you can drop your tithes and offerings off at the church office Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8.30 to 4 p.m. The office will be closed on Wednesday. And so I appreciate your faithfulness in praying and also uh, as you continue to give to support our ministry here at, at Mountain View. All activities, services, and activities have been uh, uh, canceled until uh, till we get more information about how things are working out, and we'll be glad to pass that on to you. Well, let's have a prayer, and we'll be, we'll be uh, finished for today as far as our worship service goes here at the church. Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come and worship you. Thank you for those who listened. Thank you for speaking to hearts. Father, I pray that um, today that you've spoken to many hearts about salvation. They'd, be, they'd feel free to contact us at our address, Lord, and let us know if they made a decision for you. Father, where we could send them some material that would help them to begin their, um, their growth in the Word and in prayer and just uh, Christian disciplines. I pray, Lord, you've touched hearts today. Thank you for all you've done for us and what you continue to do. And thank you, Lord, for being in control of everything. Lord, everything is in your hands, and we couldn't be any better hands in your hands. Thank you for being sovereign God, and we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Is that it?
Thank you all so much.